No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello, mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. You know, it's not easy being the voice of Solaris. The crowds, the mech jocks, the girls, the less than savory characters. And in the middle of it all is Duncan Fisher, voice of the common man, bringing you all of the mech action I can shove through these two eyeballs. People ask me, Duncan, what's your secret? Well, folks, I suppose it's time to come clean. I don't do this because it's my job. I do it for you. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Duncan Fisher is a man of the people. And my people want bloody, violent, mech-on-mech action 24-7. When I get up in the morning with last night's hangover pounding away at my head and pull on my pants... I do it because decency demands that I not walk to breakfast naked. Once again, I do it for you. And after a breakfast scotch or two, this announcer's voice of mine is ready to give you what you need. So what's my secret? Chronic alcoholism, by the sound of it. But that's how the business rolls on Solaris. So kids, next time you get to thinking that you want to be an announcer on Solaris 7, remember your old pal Duncan Fisher and send me a bottle or two. It might just get your foot in the door. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 72. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is May 8th, 2013. And well, my shout out, it's gonna go to mead, the drink. You never had mead. I like it. I don't know. Anyways, I'm gonna actually go on a uh, my first like DIY beer like mead kit. I'm actually gonna make my own mead. So wish me luck. And if you've ever done mead, contact me, help me out. Done it's mead. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Darren, who do you have? I burn my mead in a spoon. I light it with a lighter. Mead is awesome. I used to go to Renaissance fairs all the time, and I would get fucking wasted on mead. That's all I'm going to say. My shout-out, and by the way, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-out today goes to the entire NGNG crew. From our interns to our content creators, we have just an amazing group of people working with us. Um, I appreciate every single little bit of time that these people take out to build this community and uh, everything under the NGNG roof. So I just want to say thank you and I salute you all. Yes, yeah, so there are a lot of people behind the scenes uh, that people don't really realize for NGNG. Brandon, who do you have or what do you have? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and my shout outs are going to be same as always Vexpex, MWOG, and Aces. Nice. And Greg, what about you, bud? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Shimmering Sword for the awesome mech porn he's been putting out lately. Seriously awesome. And of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience. You guys are awesome for taking the time out of your day to come out here and listen to us blab on. And of course, to all of the new listeners out there, wherever you are in the world, whether you're working out, riding on a bike, maybe drawing mech porn, because we love mech porn. I, you know, I just ask, hey, if you have the ability, go to our website. We have a tip jar on the right side. Mouse over it. Maybe show us some love. $2, $5, whatever you can do. And we'd appreciate it. Thank you. And if you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon.com or Newegg.com, please consider going to our website, NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Click through the link. There's buttons on there uh, that go directly to Amazon.com or Newegg. And it doesn't add anything to your bill at all, but it does give us a little kickback. Good way to support the podcast without having to donate directly. And that helps us keep us on the air and keep going 24-7. All right, last week was Catalyst Games Sponsorship Giveaway Week 1, and that was an introductory box set, which, by Who the won? way, congrats. Uh, hold on, let me put up the, pull up his name so I don't mess it up. Post Ooh, it up on Facebook. we have a winner. Yeah, it was, uh, it was number 200, no, 183, I think, or something like that, out of all of them. Um, and it was uh, 
a bledo or yeah a bletu <laughs> somebody Anyways. says i bet he messes it up <laughs> no it's a l b uh e t u so a bledo a bludu or whatever i don't know whatever a blue congratulations blue and this week's giveaway, uh, we're giving away the next thing. Week two is the starter book, Sword and Dragon. And you can check that information out in the link below. Wait, say that again? The title. Sword and Dragon. Sword. Okay. Sword. <laughs> Do you say Warsh? Yes, Warsh no. your clothes? I, say, I, I, I think it's funny just saying Sword. I think the funny. S word in Dragon? Yes, Sword and Dragon. Phil, are Anyways. you a Sword Swallower? Uh, shut up. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Check out our latest videos at No Guts, No Galaxy TV on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and all that stuff. Uh, Phil, we you just mentioned we recorded some last night, so when are those going to go up? Uh, I've already done one, and I'll be doing cool. one every day. Okay, so yeah, check that out. Uh, we did have Russ joining us, so it'll be cool. You can uh, watch us run around the, the matches with Russ. And uh, yeah, so check us out on YouTube. Also, the store, we do have some updates on the store. Number one, the Archer and Marauder pre-orders have been uh, added, so you can now go in there and buy an Archer shirt and a Marauder. I'm so happy. Um, also, of course, the coffee mugs are live, as well as the No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack. Now, also very important um, with the store, there was a problem previously for people trying to check out uh, through the PayPal engine but with their credit card not using their paypal account basically people couldn't pay with just a credit card they had to use a paypal account that has been fixed you can now use a credit card you do not have to have a paypal account to check out so please check out our product in there it supports us it supports the artists and uh yeah it's cool stuff yeah and profit was just asking are these the same or different blind cuts than the hex shirts uh it is actually the new vendor we're using for these so um, they're even better quality so hopefully that helps you. We're always trying to improve. Also, our Twitch TV schedule is up on our calendar at nogutsnogalaxy.net. And, uh, you know, of course, we've been continuing the four Twitches a week for IGP, as well as the NGNG TV channel has been going nonstop. Again, kudos to all of our uh, Twitchers. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits for your own unit ad. Head on over to our website and check out the Support NGNG page for more information. And I would like to say we need some more support from units. So uh, if you've been thinking about getting an ad in there, uh, if you've been working with us in the past, please contact Phil and uh, let's get some more unit support in there if we can. Is your unit looking for voice comms or just a place to hang out and chat with other Battletech and MechWarrior fans? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Information is located on our website. Once logged in, contact Phil and uh, he'll get you set up. Now, I would like to say we've been having issues with our TeamSpeak. It is being resolved. Believe me, we're not being lax about this. Uh, we do know that this TeamSpeak is here for you guys, the community, and we want to do everything possible to make it as usable and uh, easy for you guys as we can right now we're just having problems with our host and we're going i mean literally right before the show i'm dealing with it i'll be dealing with it again right after the show we're trying to yeah, get all of it's our the icons that's what he's talking about specifically so everyone can have their own unique icons yeah so. and we've been having some hiccups with these guys um we're trying to make everything as stable as possible but anyway yeah that will be uh being worked on critical hits number 29 came out on monday uh, that was the non-player character. A little look at the uh, artillery strikes and airstrikes. Pretty good comic if you haven't seen it. And all systems nominal episode number three, Equilibrium, is still up. If you haven't checked them out, check episode one through three out. It's on our uh, our YouTube page. Great stuff and more is on the way. It's being um, basically developed at the moment. Uh, we're looking for new plot ideas and directions to go with it. So we will let you know when that's uh, coming again. And this week's Community Spotlight, speaking of Shimmering Sword, it was given away in our shoutouts. This is right. his latest work, and I have to agree, it is amazing, as his work always is, in my opinion. I'm just opening it again to look at it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I'm so jealous of talented artists, that's all I can say. If you have something you'd like us to check out for the Community Spotlight, send your submissions to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. And local games. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to start one? I do. If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info, and don't forget to send us your pictures. 
And if there's anybody starting one in the Sacramento, California area, please let me know. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of the website, podcast, unit ads, George Ledoux and B.B. Wolf recorded messages and unit ads as well. And that is the news. Phil? I was going to say, uh, Darren Apostle OFC says Ultra and some of their guys are in San Diego and they'll travel to Sacramento just to play with you. So there you go. You can organize something right there. Holy. I and used to live course, in, in San Diego. I would travel to you guys, but maybe we can meet in the middle. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I grew up in uh, San Jose, San Clara. So maybe we can yeah. get Phil to drive out here. Yeah, I don't know about drive. I don't know about that. <laughs> you can run. Yeah, I'll run. I'll work on that. All right, moving on to Mech of the Week. All right, Mech Porn 2D style. We've got, uh, well, you guys voted. Um, by the way, we need more votes. Voting has trailed off significantly. You guys can vote for Clan Mechs now. Why aren't you voting? Oh, my God. You guys were like, like, oh, I can't wait to do Clan Mechs now. No one's voting. So we had like 12 votes. Come on, people. Come yeah, on. seriously, like somebody could come in and just make one vote and they win. We got to we got to have more opposition than that. So uh, you're a little late now. So by the way, I know things get pushed down on the website currently. Don't worry on the new website. It'll be a lot better. But anyways, the Banshee. Oh, my God. This thing is atrociously ugly. What but is anyways, it? Oh, it's horrific. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's horrific. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the Banshee 3 Echo variant. And it was introduced in 2445 by the Terran Hegemony, as Hegemony. Darren, uh says it. It's an assault mech, 95 tons. It goes 64.8 kph, which, by the way, is quite fast for an assault mech stock. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, PPC, AC5, and one small laser. Uh, and it was designed specifically for close, uh, close assault operations during the early years of battle mech warfare. Um, obviously, its strengths are it's fast, it's heavily armored, and its weakness is... Uh, I think like a Jenner has more armor yeah, than the, <laughs> the thing. Now, some history for you guys out there. 5,000 Banshees were produced in a decade before its poor combat performance finally forced it to stop production in 2455. So this thing, there was a lot of them out there. And one thing I've always thought is just how ugly it is. Now, right now, I know you don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I do. Damn, this thing. You don't like uh, the police shades? Ugh. Uh. Man. It's the ultimate law enforcement thing. And yeah, never... it needs aviator glasses. And I, I would say, and I know he's in the channel right now, Short Painter, if you're listening, you need to redo this and do it with, like, gusto. You need, you need to de-ugly stick the thing. Yeah, someone beat the crap out of it on the way down. But uh, some notable pilots, we've got... Uh, Marshal Sharon Bryan piloted Banshee during the invasion of Huntress until it was destroyed by Smoke Jaguar Cauldron Born. So, a little bit of info there. I, you don't really read about it much in a lot of the novels. Um, now, who played like, multiplayer Battletech uh, Solaris? Alec did. I did. Yeah. Do you remember the Banshee? Uh, yes. It was the model for, like, what, all the assault mechs or nearly <laughs> all of them? And it, Why would you pick that one? I don't know. <laughs> Take ugly and spread it around. So, like, for those people that didn't play, basically, multiplayer Battletech Solaris had great gameplay, but really, really bad graphics. And mechs basically walked off of. Dude, I'd no, say maybe at that time, those graphics were freaking legit, alright? At that time. Yeah, but the, the models for all the mechs, they had like dozens and dozens of mechs, and they were all based <laughs> off like two models Every single of glass. assault mech was a Banshee, or what else was it? It was like... Why does my like, Jenner look like a 95-ton yeah, assault right. mech? <laughs> yeah, It was like, hold on, I'm gonna... Oh, man, yeah. But what anyways, about, uh, has anybody it was the used gen this? It was the Banshee and the Stalker. Those were the two models. I've yes. killed one in the tabletop. I've killed one in, in Mega Mech and stuff. I've, I've fought against these. Now, you can imagine something that that's fast. It is fast, so it has that. Uh, it's basically it's been subjected to uh, training, uh, you know, cadre and stuff. Uh, but uh, I've so, used it. Have you guys used it at all? I haven't, but I have a question regard in regards to the Banshee in MWO, if it does make it his parents. Now, obviously, Brandon has been swearing by this for a long time that that's going to be uh, the next mech or whatever. Um, my question is, who the hell is going to want one? I mean, you've got a PPC, an AC5, and a small laser. I think they're going to have to change. Yeah, I think first off they're going to have to add 
I mean, what, however the system is behind the scenes, how they create hard points or whatever, they would have to be changed. Um, but I don't remember I don't it being so lightly armed back in the day. Victor. That's I mean, can you imagine Zeus. this thing going up against something with six PPCs? I mean, it's just... Well, it's... The, the one thing you can see where it would have an advantage is having the stock engine up front. You'd be able to fit an even bigger engine, you know? I mean, so, I don't know. Yeah, if, if it's following the same model as all the other assaults and stuff, it would be you the one that's able to take the biggest engine. It would be the fastest assault. Yeah, so, I mean, sort of look at it like the Centurion 9D, right? You know, compared to the other ones. Um, that's how I'd, I'd sort of look at this one. But anyways, guys, check it out. Um, obviously, if you're doing like a tabletop campaign, this would be a cheap um, battle mech for assault. You could use it for, you know, fast assaults and stuff like that. Um, literally, like assaulting a position. Not, yeah, you know what I mean. Anyways, moving on. Today's guest is Omid. Hey, what's going on, Omid? Long time no here. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome, buddy. Not a problem. Now. For those that don't know, you are the lead game play, gameplay engineer for Piranha Games. Uh, yep, that's right. Okay, and I think I think we've had you on a Mech Steps and Beer, am I correct? Uh, I don't know if we I've should. Mech... We should. Maybe we We're should. You should to. have me on. Yeah. Now, you, just, you just got volunteered. Phil, yeah. you just inserted the word play. I see lead game engineer. Is there a difference between gameplay engineer and game engineer? Uh, yeah, we actually have a lead game engineer he's a brian windover he basically oversees everything in general makes sure all the patches come together and, and does all that stuff uh gameplay is basically uh, i'm focused mostly on just like what happens in game so mech stomping around shooting at each other the you know, fun animating stuff. Fl- yeah yeah the fun stuff basically so that's kind of my area of expertise chicks dig the fun stuff mm. all right so we actually i uh, before the show, and by the way, thank you for doing this. Um, Garth was sick, by the way, guys. So it sort of works out because, Omid, you, you're actually you have some intimate knowledge with the things we're going to talk about. First off, ECM changes. Let's talk. Um, oh, are, yeah. we, we, how are we, you involved? Uh, well, okay. So, um, like behind me, there's a whole team of people working. So when I start talking about this, it's not necessarily just me doing it, but I, I kind of sit somewhere where I can see all of this stuff come in. So I help schedule it, help a bit with the work sometimes, so all, all that sort of thing. So uh, I know a bit about everything. Okay. Um, so and some of the ECM changes that are going in, of course, on the 21st are going to be pretty awesome. I think one of the big ones, uh, well, one of them anyways, is the hardpoint restriction on ECM. So the idea with that one is we're just hoping to make it so it's easier to know where ECM is on a mech so you can blow it off and be a little bit smarter about all that. Um, we've One of the ones I'm, I'm really excited about is uh, we're, we're removing from ECM the ability to uh, hide the location of friendly players. And it's one of those things where uh, as a player you don't really know you're doing this with ECM so much because it happens passively but it has a huge impact on the enemy team because you're running around some of the ECM comes up uh, they start disrupting you and all of a sudden you're like all alone on the battlefield you can't see any other friendly blips on the map and so that's that's no longer going to happen I mean ECM will still like cloak enemies from being targeted but it won't have this secondary free effect of completely destroying team coordination yeah I was going to say I don't know how many times you'll see like your light mechs or a mech just disappear and so you knew ecm was around there yeah uh, so you knew ecm was affecting that mech and so i'm assuming now they'll be they'll still be visible on your your hud and on your map but they'll have that little ecm icon next to them i'm assuming that'll be attached so you actually know if they're they are being ecm i'm assuming yeah yeah so that I, I, they'll still won't be able to like relay targeting information to you because they're they're being disrupted they have that little low signal sign but uh, at the same time if some ECM mech does get close to you you're gonna know where the rest of your team is and when something like that happens you sort of panic like well, what the hell do I do it's kind of a natural inclination to just you know maybe go towards your team group up and not get completely isolated and torn apart and then the next biggest thing with ECM the changes is the BAP counter uh, which you guys are implementing which is I don't think it's game-changing uh, because ECM for long-range will still be in effect but yep. it, it'll definitely change the short-range hey you know you did get close with ECM so you're not going to get the benefits of and so can you tell us what BAP specifically does yeah I mean, it's, it's just a lot of little things that stack up to kind of a lot of changes around ECM coming up so the the BAP one if you have BAP on your mech it just basically acts like an ECM encounter mode would at a slightly smaller radius so that if you do get close to another mech with ECM, it's going to counter out that uh, that enemy mech's ECM. 
And um, that's yep. within like 150, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure about the numbers because it's gone through a bit of tuning, but uh, that okay. sounds about right. The other thing is, uh, just a, f a few little touches around that, if you do have ECM and BAP equipped at the same time, BAP doesn't get the counter benefits. Uh, so you can't basically have the benefits of ECM and Disrupt and a BAP for countering simultaneously. Uh, mm, that's good, point. A, that's a good clarification touches. there. Yeah. Because people, as soon as you guys uh, announced that, it was like, yeah, that, that could be abused um yeah we, we, we thought about it a bit but i think the idea with this is to bring ecm more in line and not kind of overpower it if it doesn't work out something we can always look at in the future so i mean for those that use ecm and use range and stuff it won't necessarily affect but you can see where i you know i'm wondering if bap is going to be taken a lot more by individuals just in case you know they're like well if i do you know if i do have that raven 3l sneak up on me i'd rather be able to engage it and i almost assume like the street cat's probably going to make an appearance yeah. But not, it's not, obviously it's not going to be as effective right now because what the splash damage and, and stuff like that. And uh... That's right. Okay. Yep. There's actually one more change to ECM as well, which is kind of stealth. I don't know if it made it in our patch notes or not, but uh, it's, it's kind of a buff to narc. So now when a target is narked, he is always visible through ECM. Nice. And so... actually, that, that, <laughs> I don't actually know if that's in the game right now or coming in on the next patch, but uh, it's, it's on the way. So if I'm in a Raven 3L and you hit me with an arc, and even if I run out of the 150 meters, I'll still be lit up like a Christmas tree. Yep, people can still see you. Although, I mean, if you do take missile damage and that ECM gets knocked off, then yeah, it's going to go away. Okay. Now, awesome. I do want to remind everybody uh, with these ECM changes, there's quite a lot of them here. This is just the first implementation of these. We're going to, you know, so when it comes out, you don't need to make all, you know, uh, statements like this has changed the game, everything's ruined, blah, blah, blah. Have some patience, wait a few weeks, things will get fine-tuned even more. But I think this is a great direction. It's giving us more variables and more options for the matches. What about, um, you mentioned missile flight path changes to LRMs and SRMs. Can you touch on yes. that? Yes. Oh yeah, this is, a, this is a big rework to uh, missiles in general. Um, and we've changed uh, all their, their flight paths. So uh, specifically affecting LRMs and SRMs. And each one has kind of a different set of changes. So uh, I, I can do SRMs first. Um, for SRMs now, they kind of, you know, right now when you fire them, they kind of like wave around in the air and, and oscillate a bit. That oscillation is, is gone, and now basically they spread out and then shoot straight, kind of like a shotgun. Okay, so, so yeah, before before like they a were cone, like, yeah. like they they go out in a cone pattern. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like it's it's gonna have like a bit of a spread to it, but uh, they'll they'll spread out pretty quickly um, to like a cone radius and then fly straight from there. It's going to okay. be more of a splat. So yep. what you're saying is they go at an angle and then they, they straighten back out. Yep. Okay. And, and okay. Just, to, just to preface all this, all of this is kind of like a precursor to a, a tuning pass on missiles as a whole. So our designers have, you know, sat down with the missiles and, and played with their damages to bring everything back in line because the, the old missile flight paths had some, some limitations for us. Uh, like it was, it was kind of tough to buff missiles when they would like all kind of converge on a point within like, you know, 120 meters or something like that. Gotcha. So now that now that we're actually spreading them out and doing this stuff, we can actually afford to, to buff them a little more without actually making them overpowered. So uh, th those, those are basically the, uh, the SRM changes we can look forward to. Um, as well, the LRM changes have had a, a similar rework to their flight path. So now it's kind of like a uh, uh, kind of a volley fire where they just kind of they'll, they'll spread out and they'll arc, but they'll still fly mostly straight. Whereas before they would wave around more. So it kind of it, it spreads the area of the LRMs out a bit more. And we gotcha. reworked how um, Artemis and Tag and Narc affects, uh, affect those missiles. So uh, it's, it's, it's a really obvious visual, uh, visual difference. They'll basically, they'll fly out straight, they'll kind of arc up, and then they'll kind of do a straight path down of the enemy. And uh, if, you, if, you, like, if you tag or narc somebody, or even if you have Artemis, what it does is it, it tightens up the spread of those missiles. Sounds gotcha. to me like more people are going to be playing with their missiles soon. So I do want to remind you, use protection when you play with your missile. Now also, there's some HUD bug changes coming, yeah? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So um, I kind of want to give a shout out to uh, Sean, Carl, and Jen, three of our engineers who are in the audience right now. They, uh, they took some time off from their, um, from their features to come in and solve this thing, and it was a nasty one. We actually found like a really kind of underlying bug inside CryEngine and how they were using STL port and a few other like libraries that was that was mangling memory and doing 
horrible, horrible things. Um, so this this was a low level thing. This wasn't. Oh like, yeah, for sure. This it's was been like around since day one, actually. Yeah. Okay, so. And <laughs> it's been around since day one. It's funny because the like the depending on the executable we'd build, the layout of memory would cause the bug to occur more or less frequently. So for instance, some people are reporting that the bug happens less often right now. That's entirely possible. Um, it's not because we fixed it, it's just because we built a new binary, the memory is laid out differently, and that's that's why it's it's happening a little less. We have a, a proper fix for this on the way, We've now that we've identified the issue, and uh, we are gonna hot fix it, hopefully uh, sometime early next week. Well, awesome. we at NGNG would also like to say thank you to the crew that uh, found those. I know how difficult it can be um, trying to find bugs and fix them, and everybody appreciates these fixes, especially. Especially the HUD, yeah. man. It's been just so predominant lately. So For sure. I've had it. Now, these poor guys are like walking around in a daze, almost like they have uh, PTSD. <laughs> they've, they've, I can they've only dip- imagine. Yeah, they've been in some really, really terrible code. We're going to make sure we take them out tomorrow and get them nice and drunk as a personal Nice. Mead. Awesome. So, uh, another big thing uh, that you're going to touch on, I don't think it's even been announced, other than they, you guys have said that it's it's you were looking at it, but jump jets. You yes. have some specific to talk about? Yeah, we've, we've kind of noticed there's been this um, trend in the metagame of people using jump jets and uh, ballistic or energy weapon boats. Yeah, so we're we're planning to add uh, jump jet shake for sure, and uh, yeah, sorry I'm reading some of the comments. Trend, yeah, it's a bit of a trend. Um, so we are we are adding some jump jet shake. It's going to vary depending on the chassis. So presumably light mechs won't be affected as much as heavy mechs. It's going to shake the crosshair and also throw off your aim. So it's going to make it a lot harder to basically snipe with those weapons. So it's basically trying to negate the fact that pop tarting in general is not a valid tactic that the game design is meant yeah, to we're, be. Yeah, we're, we're following in the footsteps of a lot of uh, previous MechWarrior games, it seems, but uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, what about uh, one last thing I know you were wanting to talk about? Um, it's a weapon that I literally have never used, the <laughs> Flamer. Um, yeah. Some I, changes I, coming to that? I asked earlier, it's like, hey, did any of you guys know how Flamers work? And then the answer Cricket. I got was like... Cricket. Flamers? Yeah, I think I use those. Right. What's flamers? Uh, you, well, I, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say once upon a time in beta, we did have flamers, and uh, we were we had this epidemic of commandos running around with flamers, um, shutting down larger mechs and then perma locking them. And sort of as a reaction to that, we kind of like toned them back um, somewhat to the point of uselessness, uh, except that they look cool. Um, well, they so, do look awesome. Yeah, they, they do look pretty good. So uh, we, we have made some changes. We're doing a pass on that. It's it's That one's not going to be out on the 21st patch. Um, but it what we've done... Okay, so I'll, I don't exactly know how flamers are working right now. I'll just tell you how they're going to work. Basically, uh, when you're flaming somebody, uh, their heat... It'll basically take their heat up to 90%, but it won't take them any higher than 90 So if a guy's already shut down and you're flaming him, you're not actually going to be doing anything to him. It's sort of uh, the type of weapon you want to use to actually to heat people up, not to stun lock them. If he fires, then he's going to be pushing the... Bingo. And so we've we've basically done a pass tuning uh, how how fast a single flamer heats you up, how fast you're going to heat up with two or three flamers. And the, the gist of it is that, like... If you if you do heat, uh, use a single flavor up on somebody, he's going to heat up towards 90%. You're going to generate a fair amount of heat, but not a crippling amount. If you start stacking two or three or four flamers, you're going to get him to that 90% mark faster. Um, but at the same time, you're also going to generate heat faster. So that's kind of the gotcha. intention riding behind those changes. I'm, so I'm giving you guys a bit of a peek of something that's that's you probably won't see for a, a little longer, but still. So it's basically bringing a flamer to where. It may not be used all the time, but at least it'll have a place and yeah, yeah. it'll have a position out there. Yep. Okay, awesome. Well, Omid, I know uh, you're going to be here for the rest of the podcast, at least for the next half an hour, but we do have to move on. And I just sure. want to say thank you for those tidbits because some of that has actually never been talked about before, specifically the HUD bug. Like, what was it? There hasn't been an official, so thank you again for letting us know that. And um, I'm looking forward to the next patch. I think it'll be cool. pretty big. Uh, again, my pleasure, guys. So what we're going to do right now is we're just going to roll on to the next uh, community questions. Omid, pop in here anytime. We may even have some questions for you sure. uh, from the audience and stuff like that. So let's go and roll. Community questions. And of course, disclaimer, we can't answer 
every question some of the questions were just asked not too long ago and you know we already talked about them recently so let's go ahead and dive into it Tabrius says, update on SRM progress and if they've had any changes in the May 21st patch. The weapon balance update talks about LRMs but says they're working on SRMs now. We just talked about that, so there you have it. Now, is that coming out the 21st, Omid? Do you know? Um, it's actually going into testing right now. Uh, it's it's up in the air whether it makes the 21st patch or not, so I'm not going to promise anything. But if it's not the 21st, it's going to be on the following patch. Awesome. So there you go. Laser Angel, and he's actually out there. What's going on, Laser? He asks, can you guys ask your guest on the progress updates, um, such as the Missile Rewind and Community Warfare 12v12, uh, Merc Corps, etc. So, um, Missile Rewind, do you, do you know anything about that, Omid? Yeah, it's it's coming in right behind the Missile Flight Back 3 work. Uh, again, if it's, if it's not on the 21st patch, it'll be on the June 4th patch. So, one of those two. Gotcha. All right. A, uh, Anon says, last patch, May 7th, was the removal of the bonus to lock time on streak SRMs given by Artemis. Uh, was this purpose or was this a bug? I think they were talking about like uh, the bonus you got from Artemis when you were locking on from streaks. Uh, is that coming back in to where you get that bonus of, you know, the quick lock on? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't actually know off the top of my head. So if you guys want to speculate. Um... <laughs> it was on purpose. No, actually, yeah, I, um, I'm actually not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, definitely look into that and see if we can find yeah. an answer. Um, we've got yeah, Hyperni. Design-wise, I would like to see the Artemis still get the lock time bonus. I don't know about you guys, but streaks were a little hard to. I mean, because especially at close range, people tend to be moving across your screen a bit faster. They were a bit unwieldy to use at times. Well, if LRMs are getting a lock-on speed boost streaks should as well now streaks aren't um the oh my god you know killer you know that they were before you know i mean that's why we had three l's running around all the time since the splash damage was fixed and the the changes to damage to the missiles so the yeah there's is, there's actually a really sorry to butt in but there's like a really big difference between the metagame now and the metagame back when when street cats were overpowered and I, I think personally the biggest difference there is that we didn't have host state rewind on ballistics it was just really hard to hit anybody with lasers oh or God, ballistic yeah. weapons um if and that's that's part of the reason i, I think personally that streaks were so powerful because they were like your guaranteed hit so now in the current metagame if they come back uh personally i'm not too too frightened of them it might not be bad well and plus the damage has been tuned the splash damage extra damage was taken out so if, heck if they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing i don't think they'll be like oh my god but uh yeah good question and on we've got uh, hyperion asked the game still has quite a bit of film grain effect in which uh it's turned up with the cry engine update many months ago is the art department still looking at tweaking this you can see it pretty clearly in some of these screenshots like the misery uh teaser um mm, the, the misery teaser, teaser was, that was done on a that was an effect that they yeah, that totally added to make it look like 50s or 40s TV. do you guys i mean do you guys still think film grain is a problem i, I don't mean, notice it i thought they pretty much turned maybe that my off. old eyes can't see anything but yeah i haven't noticed it uh, coming back like it was back in the day i mean you guys on the live studio audience is it is it bad is it as far as film grain uh not like the brown effect like a lot of people yeah i there was a mod that removed it. Some people I don't notice it. Don't notice it. I haven't noticed it. I think um, Alabraxis must have amazing vision. He sees it more than other. Well, people. I don't have my post processing on. That that's on. That's off or low, whatever. So if that's the where it's supposed to be, uh, that might be why. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't like the film grain at all. Um, you know, some of these screenshots of like the buccaneer right in the uh, in the game of it standing there. Like, I want that type of clarity. You know, I want it to be crystal clear. I don't need any of these weird effects, you know, color. No, well, just... I like it in the misery video. I think it's appropriate. No, no, that's a video, though. I mean, it's but right. it's going for that old, old, you know, yeah. retro World War II. Yeah. I would even say prior, pre-World War II. That's like the first... No, when you used to go into the movies during the World War II era, yeah, they yeah. always had those movies. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm for those type of things being able to turn on and turn off. That's just me. Um, Same. I, I want color in, in, in my game. I don't know. Yeah. Horrible the Mech Warrior says, what even, changes would you most like to see in the game, and what are you most looking forward to? Timberwolf. That's all I got to say. I, I want my Timberwolf. It feels really easy to... To satisfy. Uh, just uh, Timberwolf. I'm good. 
just just the Timberwolf. Don't need uh, don't need anything else. What about you guys? I would love to see some more narc changes. I mean, we got a little bit. I think later on in the show, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. But uh, there's going to be some changes coming up for the narc. But I would like to see it do more and have a better a better place on the battlefield for the minimum four ton investment that you're making. Well, let me let me clarify. I didn't really Timberwolf isn't a change, so I should say what changes UI 2.0, which we'll talk about just shortly. But specifically, community warfare. By me, I want to see these changes. I want to see the game evolve and the metagame and just being able I think that in itself is on everyone's mind is, you know, and we're getting closer every day, every week, every patch, you know, we're getting closer. So hopefully soon. I don't know about you guys, Darren. What about For you? me, it's easy. It's the, the three things that we already know about. I mean, yeah, I want to see new mechs. I want to see new maps. That's obvious, so I don't need to say that. But the things that I'm really looking forward to are UI 2.0. I'm looking forward to community warfare, and I'm looking forward to 12v12. And since these things are right around the corner, that makes me super happy. Because I think, really, these three things are going to totally change the game and uh, just make it a not, bigger not experience. Not the game, yeah. just the experience. Right, right, right. right. I mean, the experience. Yeah. What about you? In the short uh, term, yep. I'm I'm really looking forward to basically the uh, the the tuning patch that goes live on the 21st. It's a, it's a short term thing, but uh, the changes to weapon balance, along with the buffs to to narc that didn't really mention this one, but uh, we're increasing the duration on it, is is going to shift the balance. I hope and shift the metagame a little. So, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. On, on that note, regarding the 21st uh, patch or the 22nd, I heard the 21st might be a oh, holiday yeah. for you guys. What uh, what do you can we can we maybe make some speculation? Like right now, everybody's complaining about, um, I guess, PPC boats and, and certain yeah. fittings. What do we think people are going to be complaining about after that patch? Speculate. That's a good question. I I've learned not to speculate anymore because players just keep surprising me. So I'm going to keep my mouth <laughs> shut on this one. Well, curious you. Me personally. Um, like obviously pop tarting and stuff if if jump jets are sort of brought into the effect that makes it really tough to do i still don't i still think that you've got a mix between alpha and high damage weapons and da weapons that do damage like over time or can do a lot of damage but over time and i want to shrink like i want that gap to shrink so it's really hard to do either or not hard but it's really hard to choose you know what i'm saying like it's really like Either you could go either way, and you're still going to be an effective force, and I think that's really tough. So, I don't know. I don't know if that specifically has to do with the topic we're talking about, but that's what I was throwing out there. Okay. So we have another question by Captain. You want to read that one? It says, well, we already talked about this. Is there any plans to change the current uh, Pop Tart meta, which just talked about, which was the uh, introduction of jump jets and the shake, and as bigger it is, the more shake. And I'm assuming. Um, so it looks like that's already going and we've talked about that. So um, we're actually going to be skipping over. I know, I know, uh, live studio questions just because we have so much to cover today um, and we have to move on. So we will do those next week. And I think actually next week we're going to be doing the roundtable discussion again. So you guys liked it so much. I think we're going to try to incorporate basically what, Darren, two, well, two weeks I'm of it. And well, what I'm thinking, and we'll discuss this more, but what I'm thinking is that uh, every other Thursday we'll do a community podcast uh, opposite the Max Devs and Beer. We'll still talk about it, but basically the bottom line is you guys loved it. We loved it. We want more community feedback, more community discussion. That's what we're all about. We're all about the community. So we will be doing that more. The question is, will we do it in, in place of the regular NGNG podcast or will it be separate? So we'll get back to you very soon. All right, guys, moving on to MechWare Online. Obviously, a lot of stuff coming up. May update. We've got Blackjack on the 21st. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. Uh, what, Jump Jets and DACA. I mean, what else What else do you want? At least for me, um, I'm looking forward to it because I'm a medium pilot. And uh, anything to another chassis to max out, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, we've got the Hero Mech, the Misery. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on it? Do you guys like it, not like it, meh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to wait till payday. You don't have one yet, do you? I, I do been, not. Uh, I, I, I pimped mine out. I've got four large lasers and a gauss. Um, and I'm having fun with it. I mean, I've already maxed out three uh, stalkers. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit different as far as the variant goes. 
but yeah, I enjoy it. It's a it's a cool mech. Stalker's not my favorite, so um, I was gonna say it has to compete against the other stalker variants too. I know uh, someone mm-hmm. was saying that like you can effectively do a better PBC boat, you know, Goss with a, a Highlander. But then someone was saying, well, what you could do is you could put an AC twenty in it, some medium lasers, and a, you know, an SRM six, and you basically have a, a one hell of a brawler. Um, yeah, I've been know. playing my misery more like a brawler myself, and I've been enjoying it a lot. I, th- now, I think it just uh, comes down to it's always about context, right? It can be like, oh, well, this doesn't work or this does. So, my thoughts I like the uh, paint scheme, I like the uh, tiger teeth. Like, I turned around and someone had colored theirs, and it was like a different color, but that, and so I knew what, what it was just off the visuals. Like, I was like, oh, okay, it's a misery. I didn't even have to, you know. I like um, Anders, who seems to only speak in capitals, says, Who is going to spend $30 on a robot? And the answer to that is the same people who spend 50 or $60 on a tank in World of Tanks and other types of games like that. The bottom line is that's um, what they're charging for one vehicle is it's cosmetics very, and a little bit of bonus. Yeah, but right? what I'm saying is it's comparable to the other free to play games out there. And we should really be thanking all the people that purchase those because it's the people that purchase items like this that make the game free to play for well, the rest of us. Well, and then on us. top of that, if it had been like totally like pay to win, like, oh my God, everyone would be bitching and complaining. So they're introducing hero mechs that are still fun aesthetically. They're different loadouts and you don't have to buy one to be competitive. So why, you know, do you have to just meh, you know? And the great thing is if you don't want one, don't get one. I've exactly. also, I'm going to pitch in here. I've also seen games that I used to play um, where, uh, rented items were $15 and another one where a permanent item was $80. So, uh, compared to what yeah. I used to play, um, pl- try planet side too. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, the pricing scheme is fine right now. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing more sales on the hero mix though. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I'm sure that's look, coming. Once you buy them though, they're yours forever. You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, it's not like, uh, a consumable or you know something like that you know uh, imagine if, imagine you know if we would have went with like the hardcore mode like back when we were speculating about mw like where you could lose your mech and you already paid for it and you paid 50 or 30 dollars or whatever oh my god you know how much uh, rage would be going on at that time to put this in perspective too when the year 3050 actually does come about you will still own these hero mechs uh, first off, uh, I, I told Anders to chill out on the, the capital letters, and he's saying, I understand where you're coming from. You're supported by PGI, and thus must tow the company line. No, oh, we're not. so original. Anders, so, you know. Yeah, we're just mech fans. I mean, we've been I've been playing Battletech since the board game came out in the 80s. Uh, none of us are uh, doing any of the things that people like to say, like yeah, sucking we've, we've PGI cock, etc. We've never been told we can't say anything. None of we that, say so. what we want. Yeah. So you can, and I think that, that the prices theory. are totally reasonable. Um, if I didn't feel that way, I would say so. There's plenty of games that I play where I think the prices are unreasonable. I talk about that all the time. And Phil and I have both mentioned plenty of times the things that we don't agree with in this game. All right, moving on to we've got the champion mech uh, for the Jenner. Uh, what are our thoughts? I've I've seen someone run. It wasn't Garth running around in one yesterday. I haven't used it or seen it really Garth so. was three small lasers and three medium lasers uh, I guess that was in um, early beta closed beta yeah that point uh, zero three tons left over irritates me yeah I couldn't do that I have totally to out. that drives me. me insane I hate having any point zero 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 one left over drive I would have, dro- I would have dropped uh, some armor off somewhere just to I don't know mm-hmm. put something <laughs> I would have found some way. I think that used to be like one of my biggest pet peeves, like when I first started. It's just, uh. uh so, anyways, let us know what you guys think. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen really, I haven't paid attention to whether I've seen a lot of them out there. So, let us know if you like it, don't like it. Uh, uh, we've got the Buccaneer pattern came out uh, yesterday, and we've got the Cobra, which is the 21st. Are there, is there any pictures of the Cobra? Now, people are guessing that after the Buccaneer, we are going to see a ninja pattern. Hopefully, that is in the works, because I want to see a, uh, well, basically, a pirate versus ninja match. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the Cobra, I'd like to see a picture, but the Buccaneer, some people were like, oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Um, I think it's okay. I mean, I don't see any problem with it, so... If you don't have to buy it, it's totally cosmetic. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like, uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. I want to see more. I want to see decals. That's what I want to see. I want to see decals. And uh, we haven't heard anything about that. Maybe with UI 2.0, they'll start releasing info and decals and stuff like that. 
All right, we've got new modules, and this is sort of a big thing, is the seismic sensor, UAV, advanced UAV, improved UAV, and UAV upgrades. Obviously, um, some info for you guys if you haven't read is the seismic sensor. It's basically detecting enemy battle mech movement within 200 meters of your current location. I think that's sort of important. Um, I can see where it'd be nice to where you have one, and you have your back turned, and all of a sudden you see someone blip up behind you. You know, I think that would be really important. That's that's also another sneaky counter to ECM because a seismic sensor will pick up mechs with ECM protection. So if you are, do you have somebody close to you, you'll be able to see people behind you or ECM mechs running around you. Yeah, and then UAV drone, it's an automated unmanned vehicle that'll launch 150 meters in the air. Uh, and it'll keep stationed for 60 seconds before self-destructing. The UAV can burn through ECM providing targets. Um, so. This like we saw famously in the MechWarrior 5 trailer, yeah? Well, 3015. That was uh, MechWarrior 3015, the, what they were originally pitching to do. And so, you know, what's interesting in that is, like, again, it's just another level of, um, I guess, meta, like, to, where you can counter something um, ECM specifically. So maybe you'd be able to get all the information, you pop it right in the middle of... Uh, you know, especially like the boat, you can imagine you put it in perspective, you're on one side of the boat engaging the other teams on the other side and if ECM, you pop one of those, it just gives away, you know, their position. So um, I do like that. Uh, we also have the new map. And by the way, these are all these things, the Cobra coming out the 21st, new modules 21st and the new map Canyon Network on the 21st. So holy crap, a lot of stuff coming. Um, we've already seen pictures of the Canyon. I'm looking forward to it. I like the multi like height levels of it. I'm wondering if we're going to be able to utilize the multi heights, you know, some of these like pillars, like can you get up on top of them, and, like rain down, or are you going to be limited to just, you know, X height, you know? Do you know, Omid, do you know if you can hop up there and... Uh, sorry, <laughs> what was the question real quick? For the canyon network, you know, the different level of heights, it has those plateaus, you know, can you get up on them and stuff like right. that? Right, I actually can't give you a good answer because the map's gone through a lot of tuning since I saw it, so I don't want to tell right. you something that isn't true. Nope, sorry. Fun. And we had Ask the Devs 37, this one was quite lengthy. Um, some stuff obviously was asked about community warfare and uh, questions like fighting uh, neighboring factions and, and border worlds and stuff like that. And basically the answer was that there is a matrix of enemy friendly states um so not all factions will actually war with each other allies will exist but that all depends on the battle tech timeline so you know it'd be like uh mommy and daddy are fighting all of a sudden the next day and you know it's over now your enemies a uh, question was asked about soft cover like trees and hide from enemies and basically trees which are destructible but are not turned on currently but they don't block targeting at all hey greg you gotta go yeah, I'm afraid I gotta get out of here, guys. Uh, got a call for work that I need to take. All right, bud. Take it easy, Have Greg. Bye. Uh, thanks for tuning in, audience. It's great to see all you guys again. I'll catch you next week, hopefully. Later, man. Let's see, what else do we got? Um, can you give us some details on mask? Will it be equipment that takes up slots, a module, etc.? It says it will be equipment and it takes up slots, so basically normal. Uh, you know what I love about all these things being added is that more and more you're going to have to actually sit there and think, what do I want? You can't take it all, you know, and I, I think that's cool. Add so many variables on each team. Timberwolf. Yeah. Also, I think this is the first time Mask has ever been talked about by a dev kind of in depth. Yeah, yeah but they haven't before really... we had a limitation on how fast mechs could really run in the game. And now we're kind of slowly getting to a point where we've overcome that. So we're actually able to bring it in. Well, imagine the Dasher, the Clan Dasher, you know, can go 200 kph. Ridiculous. I don't know if I want to see something going that fast. That's... Well, I remember, I mentioned it before in closed beta, the commandos that used to run around at like 2, 210, 215. Those are, those are fun, dark days. Alright, we also have, will we see any type of variation weapons, engines, and maybe even different uh, mechs? And it says yes, with community warfare details still being worked on. This is a big thing for me. I've always said it. I, I want to see those different manufacturers for weapons and slightly different uh, modules and stuff like that. We've uh, talked about those. that since pretty much the first podcast. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. been speculating about that forever. And I, I think it's nice now that we finally, yes, it has been confirmed. 
All right, let's see. We've got, uh, during Brian's AMA, he mentioned that teams trying to fight each other through Sync Drop would be getting some love soon. Can we get any for info? And the info was basically some of this will be solved with community warfare and private matches. Sync dropping is fairly disruptive and obviously can be abused. Um, instead of putting in code that prevents this from happening, we're focusing on developing features that allow us to choose opponents and allowing large pre-made groups. So I think that's that's good. You know, it's just one of those things we actually uh, earlier on the Twitch stream. Um, that was one of the questions, you know, um, uh, Boo had was like, you know, are groups able to do this, you know, in the future and stuff like that. And uh, looks like Community Warfare will pretty much bring in all of these uh, wants and needs for private matches and the whole Community Warfare. Um, looks like, uh, let's see what else. Um, for public faction play, players will hit launch, uh, be match made, and put into a lobby. In this lobby, uh, there will be two to three maps to vote for. Each map will affect a different faction front based on the outcome of the upcoming play match to be played. So that's cool. And then obviously, uh, someone was talking about the uh, um, FPS drop, and they're still looking at it. Um, obviously, they track you know how much FPS, and it's just there's like no information on it. They're saying something about April second. Um, to track down a problem. Um, you got to imagine, though, I mean, this is for a game developer. Isn't this like one of the most difficult things? Like if you have a performance, you have so many various varying well, types you of have, system configurations. Yeah, you yeah. have variables within the programming. You have variables within the users and their machines and all the things that go with that. I mean, it must be insane. I don't envy you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a full play to work. It's tough to balance basically performance and feature work at the same time. So right now, sometimes we have months where we shove in a lot of features, and sometimes we have these hardening months where we just try to fix a lot of bugs and and bring back some of that performance we spent on on other stuff. All right, we also have the patch notes from May seventh, which came out yesterday. You can go through those. It wasn't anything crazy. Hero mech colors you can change. Uh, it does keep the original two, so you can always revert back. You can't use the hero colors on other mech chassis. And then today, pretty big news: sneak peek at UI two point came out. Um, yes, and now yes. Brandon, these these were concepts. They weren't final, um, but you can see that functionality across the board will be totally improved which i'm looking forward to full um, screen man full screen yeah. that's all now, i can say they said the the max res they were supporting was like 1920 by 1080 no 25 <laughs> you know 20 what 25 i'm 40, still but, happy yeah do larger resolutions that please just put it in there hey this is just the first step i know uh, we've also got command share stuff. Dev Stalker, Catcher was uh, following him, and obviously we have we've already talked about the weapon changes that were coming in. Um, Brian Ackman was saying uh, you'll be able to play third person while on testing grounds only soonish. Um, I think this is actually really cool because from the camera perspective for videos, yes. Okay, yes, Sean, Sean says Sean Co says all resolutions in the option screen will work. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> you made um, Phil a happy man. Yeah. I'm like, I've got this monitor. Let me utilize it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian also states, Monday mornings can be good. Players will have the ability to take screenshots starting on May 21st uh, patch. Thanks, engineering. Um, I've always used, I've always used like, I don't know, alt print screen and take yeah. them. But the, I guess what he's saying is like, you can take multiples and it saves in a location, which is important. So that's always cool. You don't have Just to like alt tab. Yeah, game. that's exactly what it means. Yeah, so you don't have to all tab go into Photoshop and stuff like that. Thomas D, a bug fixed tomorrow will give NARC the power it should had since its conception. It will overpower ECM, and this is what you were talking about, Omid. Um, and basically, it says if a target is narked, it will not show up for all. It will now show up for all NARC team allies for 15 seconds. ECM will and not protect the narked mech from showing up to allies. If the mech takes 40 points of damage, the narc is destroyed. And another point here: if he is narked and he is in ECM, he won't get the the benefit of ECM that uh, NARC gives for spreading, but he'll still be visible. So it's a partial counter, but not a full one. Now, I, I will say, um, Darren, remember we used to do this, Brennan, when we'd be playing MechWarrior Living Legends, you'd get hit by NARC, and <laughs> so you'd always ask your team member with the PPC to shoot you, mm -hmm. to destroy it. Like, dude, just get it off me, I don't care, just shoot Get it me. off, get it off! <laughs> because That's because like, the massive wave of death was coming at you, and you knew it. Oh Medium missiles, God. just... <laughs> Living You're Legends done. was brutal for that. Yeah, I'd just be like, dude, just shoot me in the leg or something. I don't need it. Just shoot me in the leg. 
All right, we've got uh, Russ also saying, by the way, good news. Obviously, a HUD uh, bug seems to be fixed and finished last night, and you guys will be uh, implementing that soonish. And by the way, thank you again, Russ. You hopped on last night on the TS3. We got some matches in with them, I'm guessing YouTube footage. So thank you again, Russ. And moving on, we've got Mickware Tactics, the Founders Program. Again, head over there. Uh, no new news as far as uh, Tactics is concerned. We're hoping that within the next like few months, uh, maybe something new comes out. But you can head over there, um, be a part of the closed beta participating it's like the $20 founder package it's pretty good as far as what it gives back to you um some people are asking about BTU yeah why don't we give us a quick update on BTU okay uh for um BTU for those that don't know Battletech Universe it's a small game project that me and a few guys are uh, working on uh there's a lot of things going on in the background actually I have a meeting right after this uh, uh podcast with my uh, my team uh, there's a lot of design work, and what I mean by that is now that we have two programmers and we can actually do things correctly, not just like, we're just very limited to a knowledge of like what we can do. So we're doing a lot of design, and hopefully we'll be able to release you guys a, uh, my goal for the next release, as far as like a big info for you guys for it, is actually a playable um, weapon range testing. You can hop in there and you can see and walk around in the Mac and shoot and stuff like that. And the cool thing is with that, um, we're, easy, we're able to do that very easily because of uh, Unity. Uh, basically Unity, you can put up a Unity player and uh, do that. All, so stay all I can tuned say, Phil, that. is don't add first person. It'll ruin the game. <laughs> It'll totally well, split your player base, man. Well, more info and more design work on our, our blog. Sorry, it's just a lot of it's just a bunch of text and, and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll have some shiny pictures and, and maybe a playable very, very soon. So. For, for what it's worth, I, I agree about the first person thing. I'm like one of those hardcore guys <laughs> that likes first person, um, which is, I mean, a lot of us feel that way too. The the sentiment isn't just on the forums, right? Which is one of the reasons why uh, Ekman was saying, you may, you'll have third person, but only in the uh, uh, testing grounds to start until we can find a way to bring that in that actually makes sense. It's definitely delicate and something that we all care about. So, you know, we'll so be careful with it. For those asking about BTU, what is BTU? If you go to um, that web link, you can go to the videos, go to the concept art, a lot of stuff. Actually, I would even say the video that you guys see is not even representative of actual gameplay. Uh, it was our uh, prototype. Um, that's all it was. It was our prototype scene we were messing with. So, All right, we've also got the Battletech, the board game. Obviously, we talked about this last week. The Error Report 3145 and TRO for 3145 Mercenaries comes out. And of course, um, with the 3145 Mercenaries, it is Shimmering Swords artwork. I love that Timberwolf and Mad Dog. Uh, very, very awesome. And I'm going to throw this out there. Alpha Strike Tabletop Rulebook. And the art is by FD. Now, that is a Timberwolf. Is this what it's going to look like in MWO? Is there going to be any type of, you know, syncing as far as art from that design to what we're going to see in MWO? Conspiracy theory? <laughs> I'm going to say My yes. guess is it's going to be at least similar. Like we're getting a little preview maybe there. I'm going to say it's going to look like that. That's what I'm going to say. If so, obviously, completely on board. It's sexy. Let's see. Um, just one second. I'm opening up a link real quick. Our version Wing of Timberwolf actually has like uh, rainbows behind it. It's kind of like a say, cat. Wing saying that's not a Timberwolf. That's a, no, you're, you're out of your mind. That is a Timberwolf. And Catalyst Game Sponsorship Giveaway. Just a repeat. We have week two, the starter book, the Sword and Dragon Check that out, the sword and dragon. And uh, yeah, the, we'll be posting that up on our website. You guys can enter to win that. And we have 52 weeks of giveaways. So stay tuned for more as we go along. Facebook, we're up to 3,460 likes. Uh, give us your feedback, give us a like. It's a great way for us to get information directly to you as quickly as possible. I also post up a bunch of mech porn throughout the day, sometimes late at night, or if I find something, I don't know. Sometimes I just post up stuff like mech commander videos in the middle of the night or say, hey, I'm streaming or, you know, everyone likes mech porn. I don't think anybody doesn't like mech porn. And of course, check us out on YouTube, No Guts, No Galaxy TV, our SoundCloud page. The link can be followed. Uh, by the way, if you uh, follow us on SoundCloud, give us a like over there. That way you're getting up-to-date information. We do have our RSS uh, feed set up for iTunes. I think we're going to be looking at something. Someone, Darren, you were saying something about podcast players um, or yeah, readers or something like that. It's, you know, SoundCloud is a great option for us for hosting the uh, podcast. You can listen to the podcast directly from our website. But basically, some people have been saying that they've been having problems with their podcatchers. So I know a lot of you out there 
myself included, who listen to podcasts on a regular basis, use a podcatcher on your mobile devices or whatever. Uh, if it's not working, we are looking into that and trying to get it resolved. It should be working on iTunes now, but uh, everything, if it's not working, will be working as soon as possible. Texas Merck said, my wife just asked me what mech porn was and then looked at me funny. <laughs> okay, why? Funny. Look, at his, look at his palms. Are they hairy? Um, or oh is God. he having problems seeing? Maybe he's going blind. Uh, if so, then ask him to show you his mech porn collection. Yeah. And of course, you can check us out on uh, Twitch at NGNGTV. The streamers over there have been doing a great job. just want to say thank you again to all of you guys doing that. And thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members for supporting us and being here. And thank you again, Omid, for being a guest. And uh, yeah, I think we might need to schedule you to be on Mech's Devs and Beer. Just going to toss that out there. For sure. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. I also want to say uh, I hope Garth feels better. So, Garth, please get better soon. And a big thank you to the following Mech Warriors for their donations to NGNG. And this isn't going to be names because, again, there's too many. Everyone who has ordered a No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack, coffee mug, T-shirts, all that stuff. People are buying stuff like crazy. We totally appreciate it. And uh, we thank you so much. And this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. And this is Greg. Until next time, Mech Warriors. 